Blog Talk Radio. What's up, y'all? I'm Beyonce, and you're listening to the world famous Hollywood and Friends on Hampton Blue Radio. Yeah, yo, yo, yo. What it do, y'all? It's your boy Hollywood at I am Hollywood everywhere at I am Hollywood NY on Snapchat, and you are now tuned into Hollywood and Friends on Hampton Blue Radio. Um, flash out to Stacy, our producer in the building, holding it down for us. Benoit and Judy are not here, but we're gonna keep the show going. We're gonna be chopping it up today about this, uh, the BT Awards. It's been seven days now, and there's still a lot to be said about what went down. So it's pretty much the aftermath. We're gonna chop it up about what took place that Jesse Williams speech and the craziness following that. Um, who won, who lost, and the Prince tributes was people feeling it. Um, we're going to talk about this new Apple patent where they're going to be allowed to disable your phone at certain venues, concerts, museums. Uh, we're going to be talking about Chris Brown. Everybody hates Chris. It seems this man been through a lot. Son. This week alone, we're going to talk about the the publicist, the manager, all that. Um, and Kanye West got a new deal with Adidas. What does that mean for us, the consumers? And all that. What blows mine, too, a little bit later? That's the part of the show where you say what gets under your skin, what irks your nerves. At any time throughout the show, if you want to say anything, just press 1 if you happen to be on the line, and we'll bring you on. Or you can call 646-716-8544. And then press one. Facebook.com slash Hollywood and Friends. Um, but we're gonna kick this thing off with the uh, question of the day. This is something we do every week. We pose a question and then we read responses from listeners throughout the show on what their response uh is. This week question of the day is a la Beyonce and it's what's worse? Being jealous or crazy So we're going to be reading responses Throughout the show I'm curious to hear what people Gotta say for me I want to say is a thin line Like I really feel like there's a thin line Between jealous and crazy Like it, You can go either way Real quick But uh, like Because somebody can be jealous And then jealous to the point where it's like, for one, let me say this. There's like two different types of jealousy. Like it's like the 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 jealousy where it's like light. Like on a scale of one to ten, it's probably like a two or three where you in a relationship and you might not like how the person uh, looked at your, your girl. Or if you're a girl, you don't like how the, the girl Look at your guy, but you don't take it to the extreme. You just like joke about it, like, oh, I see you, I see you over there again. Like I seen her, I know you seen her looking at your son, but it's not to the max. But then you got the the next level of jealousy where it's like uh, eight on a scale of one to ten, eight nine, where the trust is like not there. You looking in the phones now, and you um. Checking messages and you having Arguments About stuff That might not even be really happening That's like the 
the, the jealousy where like, you know, borderlines crazy. So I don't know. I wanna say it's a thin line. Um Stacy, what you think? What's worse? Looking jealous I, I, or crazy. I, 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 Oh, you want me to say out loud or here? <laughs> uh, I agree with you. I think there's a there's a thin line. Um, but I would say like jealousy is kind of like the normal thing that can yeah. happen in relationships. Like what you said, depends on the degree, of course. Uh, yeah. But crazy could be like OJ. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you yeah, could right. Take it to another level where even when you leave the relationship, they're still caring. You know, trying to bother right. you or whatever. That's uh yeah. That's kind of my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good looks, appreciate it. Like I said, we're gonna be reading responses from people throughout the show. Um, hit us up Facebook.com/slash Hollywood and Friends or my Instagram at I'm Hollywood. Hit us up, press one if you're on the line or something like that. Um, but yeah, and then that crazy part is like, <laughs> like knives and cutting dicks off. Now let me stop, <laughs> but. Nah, that's just like the next level. Like, yikes! I don't know. But um, let's talk about the BET Awards. First off, it was probably the best, in my opinion, best BET Awards in recent memory. That's like, as far as many years back as I can remember, this is probably the best one I've seen. There's usually where it's like a you have highlights and then you'll have like low lights is like all right or bathroom break or if you got it in the dvr you'll fast forward that part i feel like in this show literally every it was never a dull moment like throughout this from the start to the end they really did some work they really made this show jink even the host did they think Tracy Ellis Ross and um, Anthony Anderson, even when it came to the, the, the winning and it was just like, even the, the, um, usually when they give like the humanitarian award or some big award like that, that's usually like, all right, time to go to the bathroom. Not this year. And why is that? Cause they gave this year's humanitarian award to Jesse Williams. Um, a lot of people know him from, I believe it's Grey's Anatomy. He's he's an actor, and he's an activist, and he's constantly speaking out on black issues, issues relating to the black community, um, Black Lives Matter. Like, anytime there's a, a police um, brutality issue, Jesse is right there, whether it's tweeting something you you see him and his presence is definitely felt during those times so it was fitting that they gave him the humanitarian award but what made it even go to another level is his speech like this speech was probably like impeccable and not in a while did we hear someone on a platform like that because usually people try to be like politically correct and all that but on this platform where these like millions of people got their eyes on you at this point and you're like taking a stand and stating like 
so many facts, facts that a lot of people don't even want to hear. A lot of people don't want to hear some of the things that were said, and it's part of the reason why he received backlash behind it. Um, but this man, if you if you haven't seen it, I'm sure everybody at this point seen it, but if you haven't seen it yet, by chance, is definitely something to watch. I recommend uh, you guys going to like look it up on um, BT.com, YouTube, something to hear his speech um, at the BT Awards. But um, after the fact of the the speech, of course you're gonna have backlash from people. Um, a lot of people, mostly it seemed like it's mostly white people. I said, but it's the truth. It seemed like every like negative response I've seen online came from a white person saying like, "This is the reason we're divided. The speech is so stupid." Yada yada yada, and I'm just like the people who made these comments. Maybe maybe you're part of the problem. Maybe you're part of the reason this speech had to be made. I don't know. Um. Also, in the mix was Stacy Dash. This girl always seems to come out and say the wrong thing at the wrong time, it seems. Um, I, she said something along the lines. She called him like a, like a plantation slave, something like that. And what? Bruh. Um, we also had people who was upset that the BT Awards was airing on channels like Nickelodeon. <laughs> this was the first time in history I've seen where the BT was literally aired on like 10 other channels other than BT. VH1, uh, MTV, Spike, Comedy Central, and Nickelodeon too. When I heard Nickelodeon, I was like, nah, they going in. So um, you can imagine... Nickelodeon is the channel get for children. I guess I haven't watched it in a while, but I'm, I don't know how it is today. But it's used to be geared towards kids, so there were a lot of memes going around saying like parents is on the phone with uh, their cable provider because BT the BT was airing on Nickelodeon, and then to top it off, you got Jesse Williams with a speech like the one he gave, like. People want to stay, they don't want to talk about uh, certain issues, even though they're, they're happening and they're right there. They don't want to talk about it. And then to have somebody like Jesse who did the homework, did the research, got the numbers, getting up there stating facts with receipts, they don't want, they don't want the truth. So I can imagine a lot of people are definitely upset following the exposure that was happening with this um with this award show. So um yikes. But it definitely was like the highest rated um in some years. Seven point two million people watched. Last year it was six point five. 
So that's a step up. Um, 3.7 million of those viewers watched on BET alone. So that means the other percentage, um, the other um, 3 mil plus on those other various channels that I was just mentioned. So fresh out to BET on that. Um, one last thing regarding the BET Awards is uh, Justin Timberlake. He got in on the mix uh, with the Jesse Williams speech. Right after the speech, um, Justin Timberlake tweeted out. I'm going to try to pull up the tweet. I don't have it in front of me right now. But he was pretty much, in short, praising Jesse's speech, saying, like, he feel inspired. He he wrote, Jesse Williams, though, inspired, hashtag BET 2016. Um, Yeah, hashtag BET 2016. Uh, one of the responses to that tweet, a person said, so does this mean you're going to stop appropriating our, co- our music and culture and apologize to Janet too? Hashtag BT was. Um, this was in reference to, you know, the, the Super Bowl that happened in 2004. Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson was performing, and there was a part in the show where he rips off her top, her titties came out, and a lot of people feel like he went left away from that unscathed while Janet was, like, dragged through the mud, and her career was kind of – took a hit for a second behind that. And everything was Janet, 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 and not really Justin. And he was kind of mum about it, too. So people feeling like, is is he – part of who Jesse Williams was talking about in the speech. Jesse says something like, uh, the borrow our, our style um, and try a song like Costumes before discarding our body. Like, because, and it's basically in short, meaning like you take from our culture, whether it's style, music, sound, whatever, but when it comes to the issues that affect our culture, they're silent. So it's kind of like just using it and appropriating it. So that's what this person who wrote that was basically saying to Justin. So does this mean you're going to stop appropriating our music and culture and apologize to Janet too? Um, Justin responded to that. He's... All right, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, keep going. I just want to let you know I have a comment when you're done. All right. Oh, all right. Um, Justin's response to that was, oh, you sweet soul. The more you realize that we are the same, the more we can have a conversation. Bye, is what he said to that girl, pretty much dismissing her. He got a series of other tweets going in on him to the point where now he felt, all right, maybe I need to apologize. So his last tweet was, I feel misunderstood. I responded to a specific tweet that wasn't meant to be a general response. I shouldn't have responded anyway. Um, I forget this forum sometimes. I was truly inspired by Jesse Williams' speech because I really do feel we are all one, a human race. I apologize to anyone that felt I was out of turn. I have nothing but love for you and all of us. Stacey, what you going to say? Yeah, I mean, if we go back to, to um, even though I, I really have been a Justin Timberlake fan and still mm-hmm. am, you know, I like his music. Um, but he really did 
upset me back in 2004. Because, one, he's the one that came up with the term wardrobe malfunction. He said it backstage, mm. and people tried to tag that on to Janet Jackson. When Ish hit the fan, you know, uh, he did kind of hide, <laughs> if you will. You know, he didn't really... Right. Uh, defend Janet. Janet was the one that had to make public statements, etc. And when you listen back to interviews back then, Janet also had a problem with Justin and how he was not uh, pretty much black blacklisted like she was. If people remember MPB stopped showing Janet videos and promote her albums. Only BET promoted her, even though they do have the same parent company. So she was kind of mm-hmm. perplexed by that. But they continued to promote Justin Timberlake. So, and she, like I said, she even admitted she didn't really want to talk to him during that time. Now, I don't know how she feels about him now, but she definitely felt wronged by him. He later on would try to continue to apologize to her kind of in, in, in an indirect way. Um, and... One quote he said that I felt was a little off, where, where he said he understands that ethnic people <laughs> um, are often treated unfairly. He also included women, but he's like ethnic people. So, you know, unfortunately, we live in a, a society where there is systemic racism, and we're all victims of of that system, including white people. He may have subco- subconscious uh, I won't say racism because I don't want it to come back that I'm saying he's racist, but it's, you know, he just may have that subconscious thing that a lot of white folks have where they, they love our culture, they love us, but I don't know, they may be a little confused as to how they should talk about it, defend it, or whatever. Maybe he was afraid his career was going to fall if he had defended Janet. I don't know, but uh, a lot of other black performers have defended Janet during that time, including. He did he. Um, so, you know, I, I can understand why some black people have issues with Justin at times because he really didn't defend her like he probably should have during that time. Definitely. And it did kind of remind people of how a lot of black folks, uh, you know, just historically kind of thrown under the bus by their white friends <laughs> when trouble happens. Mm-hmm. You know that that's just a historical thing, um, right. and it just kind of I think kind of felt like that during that time. Like, oh, okay, so now I'm in trouble. You don't know me, <laughs> you know. Right. So, you know, I don't know if that's a black or white thing or just you know just a, a fake friend thing, but that's how it felt during that time. So, but yeah, some people are so sensitive about it. Definitely. And it's true. Um, like Jesse, uh, there's so many quotables in the, the Jesse Williams speech. Just because we're magic doesn't mean we're not real. Is one. Um, someone said on Facebook, they was like, can, where's Jesse's speech so I can um, tape it to my mirror so I can read it every morning before I go out the door? Like, it was definitely well written, well spoken, but just, and it hit on. Facts after facts. Um, so, shout out to, um, to Jesse on that. Um, I got something that pertaining to this speech and the backlash 
sort of backlash that we received from our own people um, regarding it. But that's going to be a part of the, what blows my mind a little bit later. I'm going to get into that. But, um, oh, one last thing regarding the BET Awards before we move on to Apple is the Prince tributes. We know after the Billboard Awards with Madonna and uh, Stevie Wonder did the tribute. It was really Madonna's tribute. She dominated the, the, the time with it and a lot of people were like what is this BET even immediately right after put out a commercial ad promoting the BET awards saying like yeah we saw that don't worry we got you so a lot of people was wondering like what are they going to do um, BET decided to not only just do one tribute like normal award shows they decided to pretty much dedicate the entire show to Prince and they had I believe it was four different tributes throughout the the night and I what I took from it watching it seemed like they had touched on a little of the different eras of Prince you know Prince been doing it for a while and he has a lot of different styles he got the extra turn up wild crazy and he also got the, the sexy sensual sounds he also got the more like Chilled sound, so they kind of touched on each of those times. So Erica Badu was a part of it. Um, Bilal, who was one of the people, who was one of my favorites of the of the, the tri- Prince tributes, because he really, I was like, this nigga was watching his Prince DVDs before he came out there on that stage. He was really like looking, doing what I think Prince would have would have done, from what I've I've seen. Um, Janelle Monae. She killed her performance too. She was more of the turn up, turn up. Uh, Jennifer Hudson absolutely bodied her. She did uh, Purple Rain, like goosebumps. And as soon as she started walking out on the stage, I'm like, oh man, she's about to kill this shit. Before she even said one word, and she did. Um, Stevie Wonder was also a part of the. Um, the tribute and it ended the last tribute with Sheila E because she was like with Prince like she was probably out of everybody that was at, at the show period that knew Prince uh, she probably was the one that knew him the, the best so what she said she wanted to do was do a lot of the stuff that they were known to do together so her whole set was pretty much um if Prince was there and they was performing, that's probably what they would have done together. So, um, Sheila actually said after the fact, she didn't watch any of the other Prince tributes of the night because she didn't want to get too emotional before it was her time to perform. So she, um, made sure to, to, I guess, stayed in her dressing room during those times or something. Um, but she pretty much did, I think, for sure. Um, oh, but wait, let me crazy. say something. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sheila E. was engaged to Prince, so yeah. You, <laughs> I just her, read that. That's, that's, that's her guy. You said what? I just read. I just read that when you when you um when you were saying it. But what's crazy is in my oh. mind, I I wasn't sure. I didn't want to say it. Like yeah. probably like ten percent really of close. my brain said that they were together, but I was like, I don't know for sure. I'm not gonna say that they was. But yeah, I mean they engaged. were engaged. They were engaged, but they also knew each other. I mean, damn near as teens. You know, they're so they're really close. Damn. Um, 
Yeah, and they remain Princeton even after they didn't get married. They, they're close. Yeah, I mean, and they remain friends even after they didn't get married. So they had a special kind of bond. Yeah. So yeah. That's crazy. Thank you for that. On fact, um, let's move on though to Apple. So you know, everybody like to go to concerts, um, museums, and everybody these days. Um, a lot of people like to say is mainly the millennials. Probably true, but everywhere you go, you would be lucky if you don't see somebody pull out their phone. No matter what, even if there's nothing going on, everybody has their phones in their hand, twenty four seven. Selfies is happening, memes is being created, videos is being posted. Every second of every day um, At concerts especially Soon as the show's about to start All you see is just lights and lights and lights From phones Apple I don't know if this was Something they just wanted to Be innovative about If maybe it had something to do With a lot of the artists that they're associated with Maybe they had a secret meeting And they came up with this idea I don't know who told them this would be a good idea, but they came up with a patent, and it's pretty much going to be able to disable your phone's camera at certain venues, certain locations, certain events, and it's going to be done through an infrared signal where it'll be when you put your camera in a certain area, the infrared signal would pretty much disable your camera so you won't be able to record or anything like that. Um, the phone will detect the signal and either alter what's shown on the screen, like make it look like where it's like you can't even make out what it is, or it'll shut it down completely. And... I don't like this at all. I get it with when it comes to concerts and stuff. And it's like, but what are you going to do? Um, it It is what it is. Yeah, we want people to live in the moment and not always put their phone up and stuff. But not everybody is recording every single second of the concert. Not everybody's out here trying to bootleg your show. Some people just want a, a quick moment. Like me personally, speaking for myself, when I go to shows, I don't have my phone up an hour and a half, two hours straight, bugging. But every so often, a certain moment might happen. I might pull it out just to document that one moment, just to have, just to post, say I was there, or look, um, to want to disable the phones is where it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of crazy because it's kind of like, this is just the beginning of something. Like once this patent is out there and it's um supposed to be at these certain venues, it's likely going to go a step further to where, We'll just be randomly probably walking down the street somewhere. Or it may be 
certain something going on, maybe somebody's doing something illegal, maybe the police are beating somebody down, and we go to record, and all of a sudden, we can't because of this technology. I just feel like it's like the start of something much, like, worse, I feel. Um, a listener said, as a fan, I don't like that, but as a person in the biz, I like how it will help financially um, where people have to go to the concerts to see what happens. I can see that. Um, but, yeah, so it's not only going to be at a concerts, they say in museums and all of that. They're trying to um, – the museum part, they're trying to make it seem like it'll be on some helping – it might not disable it, but let's just say you're at a museum and you're looking at an exhibit and you put your phone up to take the picture. This infrared signal, they say, will hit your phone and pull up information about whatever exhibit you're looking at. That's cool. I could get jiggy with that part. Even if it was like at um, concerts or stores or anything and you could just point your phone at it and it has the signal that give you information about what you're looking at, what's going on anywhere. Um, that may be, may be cool. I can see it getting to the point where you pointed at a person and it'd be like, John Doe, like, give you the information on some iRobot face recognition type shit, but that's cool. That's like futuristic. I could get jiggy with that, but don't disable my camera. Let's talk about some you'll still be able to take pictures in the audience with your friends and stuff. But once you turn it to the stage, that's when it'll disable. But I don't know. Anything is due to be faulty. And then there's a glitch that happens. Next thing you know, I can't even make a call because some shit with this infrared thing is going on. Like, nah, I don't know. Can't really get to with that. Um, speaking of Apple, Apple also is in talks to or looking to possibly buy a title. Um, I don't know how I feel about that either. I just feel like if they do, it'll probably change it. And already there's a lot of apps that are specially get for iPhones. And somebody like me who's team Android, um, we kind of get the cheaper versions or we don't get all the features a lot of times when, when it comes to certain apps. And I don't know. I'm just feeling like this would change. And the next thing you know, oh, you need to have iPhone in order to, I don't know, download it or something or put it in put download certain titles or certain albums I don't know this is just exclusive this person's album release is just going to be exclusive to iPhone users type of thing I don't know that's what I'm feeling like um I hope Jay-Z don't agree to to it 
A listener says, Jay-Z just wants his money. Some folks look at this as a win for him. Financially speaking, it probably would be a win for him. Like, yeah. But if Jay-Z want to, I'm looking at it like everybody was counting title out for the longest. Even still, title ain't going to make it. Title sinking. Title this, title that. And now the minute title's getting their users up, now Apple won it. Nah. Let title continue to sink, like y'all thought. I think Apple is a smart business move for Apple because who wouldn't want to dominate and you see the competition? Let me let me uh let me buy the competition. Now who now who's doing something? Because we got it. So I get it, but I don't agree with it. Um, I was reading something where where it said if they do buy it, they'll they'll get everything except Prince's music because Prince right now his music is exclusively being streamed on title alone. You can buy it other places, I'm sure, but in terms of like streaming, Tidal is the only service that's streaming it. Um, they were saying that has ownership of his thing. Uh, his estate will have to approve any uh, license to use the music. So Apple could buy Tidal, but they would have to do a separate deal with Prince Estate in order to get Prince's uh, catalog. So that's interesting. Um, so, yeah. Let's get into a song real quick, though. When we come back, we're going to talk about Chris Brown and why it seems like everybody hates Chris. Kanye West and Adidas got a new deal and what that means for us. And then we're going to get into what blows mine. I got some shit. But um, let's play. Um, Soundboy. Soundboy burial. And when we come back, Chris Brown, Kanye, what blows? Hollywood and Friends, Anthony Radio.
freebie. And we're back. Hollywood and Friends, y'all. Facebook.com slash Hollywood and Friends. My name is Hollywood. I am Hollywood. Everywhere. Instagram. Twitter. I am Hollywood NY on Snapchat. It's not spelled like the city, though. It's H-O-L-L-I-E-W-O-O-D. That was Soundboy Burial. A little freestyle I did off the Smith & Wesson track for the same name from the 90s. My mixtape is actually coming out real soon. It's called Mevum. M-E-V-E-M. Me versus me. So that will be approaching really soon. Let's move on to Chris Brown. My man, Chris Brown. This week has kind of been a long week for Chris. It started out with this uh, former manager named Mike G. He He sued Chris for allegedly beating him. Beat him up. I don't know how that went down, but he says he got punched and kicked and all that, and landed him in the ER. And so he's suing Chris. He's like, all right. And then fast forward a few days later, Chris Brown's publicist quits um, because. He they, she said he called her a bitch, and they actually released the text messages where she basically it started with she congratulated him or was complimenting him on his uh, the clothing line he has, and he he got this new clothing line and it's like. A new style, new design for fall or whatever. So she sent him a, a text saying, "Love all the Black Pyramid pieces. Awesome collection. That's the name of his clothing line, Black Pyramid." And Chris wasn't really feeling it. You know, normally somebody would be like, "Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it." Chris Brown said, "I don't want you texting me compliments with no results." And he went on to accuse her not securing him certain publications like Vogue, GQ, and he basically told her, like, get in the game. Then she started to hit the fan. She replied back, Anna Wintour doesn't F with you. These editors don't want to F with you. The majority of my time is spent on damage control. I'm constantly cleaning shit up and having your back. Chris Brown wasn't really feeling that. So he wrote back, Nicole, you texted me like I would give a F if you don't work for me or not. Do whatever makes you feel better. Me personally, I don't give a F. So then I think the text then, I think his uh, new manager was like in a group chat, a group text. So he wrote to the the manager. He said something like, "Uh, this bitch got the balls. All the boys in the world talking to me But can't call to talk to editors or anyone For that matter when they release bullshit in the press Send this bitch her termination And she could see this Because it's a group message So she responded Chris respect You're in my prayers And Chris Brown Last message to her was Bitch you in my nightmares <laughs> Yikes So Needless to say, she's not working for him no more. Um, 
And then now, like the next day or something after that, this story comes out that Suge Knight is suing Chris Brown for a shooting that happened in 2014 at a club, One Oak. Uh, Chris Brown was performing at One Oak. Uh, Suge was there. Um, I don't know, like, why or if he was just there to be at the club or what. But he was shot. Um, I forget how many times, but it was some wild number, like seven times, some shit like that. And he's suing Chris because he's saying Chris Brown should have had more or better security at the club. And he's claiming that Chris Brown is a known gang associate. He's pretty much blaming Chris that he got shot in this club. I don't know if, I can't remember if he was the target or if he just was like innocent bystander. I don't remember anything about that, but I just know he was shot. Chris Brown was scheduled to perform that night and host. So he's blaming Chris. And I'm like, shouldn't you blame one oak? Like, as a person coming there to host or perform, Chris Brown was probably there just to show up and get paid. Like, I don't know if he necessarily was the one that had to do with securing security and stuff. It's not like it was like a private event type of thing. So I don't know. I'm not sure what's going to happen with this lawsuit. Um, so that's three things, right? On this Everybody Hates Chris situation uh the next thing was he was um he got into something in Ibiza Chris Brown has this thing where he don't like fans filming him um without his permission so he's chilling in the VIP section and this girl he she pulls out her phone and she starts recording and he sees her and without seeing anything he goes up to her takes her phone and it looks like he's going through the phone and then he throws the phone over his shoulder. And they're in the balcony type VIP section. I'm not sure how many stories it is off the from the next level down, if it's just like right there or what, but he threw his shit over his uh shoulder. So um and then told his security to get her get her out of there. So she lucky for him, she decided she wasn't gonna sue because the security found her phone. And there was nothing wrong with it. But same thing. I mean, in Ibiza as well, Chris Brown was booted from a place he was renting because of damages that the owner said. um, And the owner also said that he was behind $26,000 in rent, which was yikes. So the owner called the cops. The owner said some wild shit, though, in this... uh, the police report. He said someone peed in the bed, and he also said there was vomit everywhere, and there were like scratch marks, carvings from knives on the walls, or some shit. Like I don't know what was going on, <laughs> what was going down in this crib, but that sounds like some next shit. But a source close to Chris Brown said the rent hit issue was resolved, and it was a banking problem on the landlord's end. So, just a long week, a long week for Chris. Chris Brown, um, 
I seen something. I don't have it in front of me, but he says something along the lines of, "You won't Michael Jackson me." I'm not exactly sure what that means, but basically, in response to everything that's going on in the media and all of that, like he was defending himself and his actions, and pretty much like, "Y'all won't do me like y'all did him." I'm guessing, but. Yikes. That's all I'm going to say is yikes. Uh, let's move on to Kanye West. Kanye got this new deal with Adidas. It's going to be a long-term deal where initially it was just where he put out the Yeezys and the little the, the uh, Yeezys collection, and that was it. But now they're branching out to where they're going to actually open up like concept stores, Adidas, Tom's, Kanye West, and he's going to extend his collection to include like active wear and accessories and all that I'm happy about this because maybe this will mean that it's not going to be so limited anymore maybe I'll be able to get a pair of Yeezys now because they'll need to fill these stores up I'm not sure how many there's going to be but now it's not just the Adidas store and Maybe with people having other stuff to buy from Yeezy, maybe they'll leave the other stuff alone or just be more product. So I'm, I think it's a good idea. Um, I don't know when it's supposed to take off, how long it'll take for them to get it, but we'll see how that goes. Well, let's get ready to get into what blows mind as a part of the show. We say we'll get some dark skin. Works our nerves. Let's get that theme music popping off. Part of the show where we say we'll get under our skin. Well, for today is gonna be what I say. We'll get under my skin. Works my nerves and what have me saying, bruh. Really? But if you want to chime in, you can as well by calling six four six seven one six eight five four four. Or if you happen to be on the line already, you can press one and let me know. Um, what blows mine? We was talking about the BT Awards earlier few things blew mind. Not nothing with the award show itself, but the people watching the award show. So during the Prince tribute, I had a few people on my friends list on Facebook complaining. Like, oh, this is this is what you told us would be happening? This is what you wanted us to wait for, BET? Like, what? Bruh. What blows mind is people who are never satisfied like I feel like people just want to say something I need something to write I want to be different everybody else is loving it I'm going to hate it 
That's what it seems. That blows mine. Um, another thing that blows mine regarding the BET Awards. Same situation. The Jesse Williams speech. So Jesse gets up there, does this powerful speech, stating facts, showing receipts. People, our people decide, some of our people decide, oh, now all of a sudden, because Jesse get up there and say stuff, now everybody want to listen. But, like, I seen this meme that said, um, what what did Jesse Williams say that David Banner hasn't already said? Something like that. David Banner is another person um, who is constantly out there, um, you know, standing up for what's right in the black community. He's always, like, you know, Black Lives Matter and that whole movement. He's definitely um, a part of the people that's on the forefront for that. But why, just because Jesse got this humanitarian award and he said this speech and everybody's praising him, why are you putting that down because it wasn't David Banner? Or somebody else said, Kendrick Lamar did a whole album on this. Now everybody want to be praising something, something because of Jesse Williams' speech. Like, what? This is why I feel we can't really advance. It's like crabs in a barrel. Why can't they all be doing great things? Why has it got to be because Jesse Williams is light-skinned with green eyes that we listening now? Like, bruh. Same thing I felt with the... um. Prince tribute thing. I feel like what I said, people just want something to say. Everybody loves the Jesse Williams speech. I want to be different. I'm gonna hate it. Yeah, I'm gonna tweet that out. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna point out something else that was better or somebody else who said the same thing two years ago. Who gives a fuck? Jesse Williams said it right now. With seven point two million people watching. Blows. Um, you know what else? Uh, something else that blows my that I've read. Um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick before I move on. But yeah, so this this guy. Hold on, I think I got it. Is this guy? He's a vine, a vine star. Like, I didn't even know people really still used Vaughn like that, but he's uh, popular on Vaughn. Uh, his name is Jack J. And they're being called the Hip Hop Act, the California-based Hip Hop Act. I've never heard of them, never heard anything from them, but I guess they rap. They probably rap something. Two white boys. And... You know, anytime when you start to become popular, the your past, like, 
<laughs> will probably come back to haunt you. Uh, thanks to social media. You know, once you write it, it's out there. So if you said some shit thinking that nobody will ever see this, you're probably going to see it. So this guy, three years ago, he wrote, Black girls petrify me. And then another uh, tweet said, Black girls have a different language. Another tweet. Black females are the scariest demographic. And another one. Don't black people don't black people this is a quote from somebody named Aaron Ford it said don't black people only shower like once a week and then the last one was saying happy black Friday to all African American McDonald's workers this guy is a hip hop guy now apparently I never heard of him but it's Jack and Jack is their name his name is Jack J um Besides the fact that those statements are just, like, ignorant and racist, right? That's, like, a given. My issue with what blows mine today is his response to it. Because now that he's becoming popular, people dug up these tweets. Now what are you going to say? This is what this guy says. He said, Obviously, I would have taken the shit down even if I even slightly remember tweeting anything like that. I was just as surprised as everyone else when that shit surfaced. I ain't scared of black girls, never have been. They don't petrify me. For fuck's sakes, I used to have an on and off thing with a mixed chick for quite some time. But regardless, I don't need to explain shit. I just need to show the person I currently am through my present day actions because the past can't be changed. So either I, so either learn to let go or get off my damn page. Really? Jack Johnson? Not once did he apologize for the for the tweets. This guy goes on to say I just need to show the person I currently am through my present day actions. You that same guy, Jack Johnson. You're the same dude. You just know better than to tweet it out right now. How about apologizing or something? Even though I can't, I don't really like that apology shit either. I said that a few weeks ago, like, because people just issue an apology and then think it just all goes away from there. But I just hope if he had any black fans, particularly black female fans, I hope they boycott his shit. Because that's just crazy. At Jack Jack Johnson is the social media. That blew my when I read it. Um, what else blows mine? Um, oh, on the ch- switching gears, you know, when you go in the Chinese restaurant and it's like one little table where people got to order and people who order and then stand there and hover the, the counter until their food is ready. Bruh, 
It's like 50 people behind you that got to order food as well. Have some consideration. Slide your ass over to the left or to the right. You think watching them is going to make your food come out better? You think they about to throw a rat in there or something? Like, what is the reason for you hovering over the counter after you done placed your order? Now the Chinese man in the restaurant got to look over you to take somebody else's order because you hovering the counter. Crazy. I think that's all I got for today for what blows. Um, last call for alcohol, pretty much, for anybody. Uh, 646-716-8544 if you happen to be on the line, just press 1. Um... Let me see if we got any more responses to the question of the day. Which is, what's worse, looking jealous or crazy? I have one girl on Instagram, the pink starburst, the underscore pink underscore starburst underscore. She just rolled her eyes. (laughs) I have Shanita so fly on Instagram says, the person... Who did things to make you act that way? That's what's worse. Hashtag should need to be known. I am Precious Coleman on Instagram said I say jealous. Nicole Ebony says jealous. Underscore 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 Mona Lisa smile says jealous. Jealous seems to dominate. Let me see if we got any responses on Facebook. But in the meantime, Facebook.com slash Hollywood and Friends. Hollywood and Friends Radio. Yeah, Hollywood. <laughs> I almost forgot the, the, the email address. Hollywood and Friends Radio at gmail.com. Where you can send us music. If you know somebody who uh, you feel should be featured on the show, you can send us that as well. Fast shout to everybody who's liking our page right now. We're at 28,000 likes. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I am Hollywood everywhere. I I am Hollywood and Y on Snapchat. And um, Facebook.com slash I am Hollywood. I think that's all the responses we have for the question of the day. So we're going to get ready to get up out of here. It's the 4th of July weekend. Three-day weekend. A lot of people are off work tomorrow. Turn up, turn up, turn up. Best off to all the cookouts happening. And, uh, I think that's it. At Hampton Blue, everywhere. Hampton B-L-U and you can download us on iTunes on Stitcher TuneIn app listen to the podcast and I think we out of here thank you to everybody who tuned in appreciate you special to Stacy, our producer and we out see you next week